What is mastery-based learning, and why is it more effective than traditional learning? Ladies and gents, my name is Brandon Stover. I'm the founder of Plato University, and today we're going to discuss mastery-based learning, which is the style of learning that we base all of our courses at Plato University on. Mastery-based learning is sometimes called competency-based learning or proficiency-based learning, but it's an educational approach that prioritizes a student's understanding of material rather than time spent on the material. In mastery-based learning, students gain a complete understanding and proficiency in a subject or skill before they move on to more advanced material. The focus shifts from time spent on material, where students are progressing through curriculum at the same pace, to where students progress at an individual pace based on how well they're understanding the material and being able to apply that material to create real-world outcomes. To understand mastery-based learning, let me give you an example. Let me illustrate the skill of installing a car seat into a car in an American manufacturer and in a Toyota manufacturer. In America, you would be taught all the steps to install that seat from the very beginning, all of them up front. You would then be told to execute on those steps after having learned all of the steps in their totality. Now, what is the likelihood after learning all of these steps, just being told once, that you would actually be able to install that seat? following all the steps that you were told and being able to pass safety standards for installing that seat. Pretty slim. In contrast, when you're installing that seat in a Toyota manufacturing process, Toyota would tell you that there are seven steps to installing this seat successfully. You don't have the privilege of learning step two until you've mastered step one. If you master step one in a minute, you may begin learning step two a minute later. If it takes you an hour to learn step one, well then you can learn step two in an hour. And if it takes you all day to learn step one, well, then we'll start learning step two tomorrow. It makes no sense in teaching you the steps later on if you don't understand this first step. Using this approach, you would be able to execute each step of installing that seat with high efficiency and installing that seat correctly every time because you've mastered every single step in order to install that seat. This same approach can be applied more generally to other skills. What sense does it make for students to learn more advanced skills if they don't first grasp the foundational concepts? For example, you're not going to teach students advanced mathematics if they don't understand basic arithmetic. And in subjects and topics where concepts build on top of each other, the complexity and ambiguity will start to compound exponentially on top of each other if students don't first understand those foundational concepts. What we see happen in traditional education is if you don't understand the material from week one, you're most likely going to be in trouble when you start reaching week two, three, and four, because the complexity of the topic starts to compound, especially when you don't have those foundational concepts from week one. Eventually, your deficit in understanding that topic becomes insurmountable, causing you to stop learning altogether. Where in mastery-based learning, you're going to learn those foundational concepts, you're going to master them, and then you can start moving on to the next set of material that's more advanced. However, you're not going to have those knowledge gaps and they're not gonna start compounding on each other. Instead, your understanding of the skill as a whole will start to compound and you'll gain greater understanding as you reach the end. Now let's look at the core principles of mastery-based learning. In mastery-based learning, you're removing all time-based measurements from your learning journey. This means it doesn't matter if it takes you one day, one week, one month, one year to learn a certain portion of a skill. What we're aiming for here is full understanding, not being able to learn this in just one week. The next principle of mastery-based learning is you don't move on to another topic until you've mastered the current topic. 
again, aiming for complete understanding or as close as we can get of this portion of the skill before we start moving on to the next portion. Our next principle is that skills must be assessed through demonstration of mastery. And this is going to tell us if we've actually mastered a step and are able to move on to the next one. And because we have to demonstrate mastery, there must be a clear objective of what we're able to do with this skill. How will it actually be applied? And you'll see with these three principles that we already spoke of already with variable pace so that we get a complete understanding in our own way. And we have to demonstrate that we're able to apply this skill means that our learning paths are going to be flexible and personalized. We don't care how long it takes you to learn the skill or how you learn that skill. This means if you're going through our course and you're not quite understanding that portion of the skill, maybe there's an extra resource, another course, another teacher, something else that will teach you this portion of the skill in a way that you understand and then can be able to apply it. Ultimately, that's all that we care about. How you learn it, where you learn it, and how long it takes you does not matter. What matters is that you actually learned it and then you're able to apply that skill. You're able to demonstrate mastery. Now, why would you implement mastery-based learning? Why is this effective? Mastery-based learning shifts the focus from covering a set amount of content and a set amount of time to ensuring that the student genuinely understands the material and can actually apply what they've learned. This encourages deeper engagement with the material because the student must be able to understand it, increases their retention because they've spent more time engaging with that material, and a higher level readiness for future learning. They understand what it takes to actually master material to be able to apply it in the real world. Because once you get out of school and once you get done taking courses, the reason you started learning in the first place is because there's a problem going on in your life or in the world or where you're working, and you need that skill in order to solve that problem. I mean, you're going to be applying it. And if you don't understand it, you can't apply it. You can't actually make the change that you want. Mastery-based learning is trying to ensure that you are able to actually do that. Another advantage of mastery-based learning is that although students may spend more time up front learning those foundations because they really have to understand and grasp it before they can move on, at later stages with more advanced material, students are going to rapidly progress because they don't have any missing knowledge gaps when they encounter that advanced material. Where in traditional-based learning, you may have reached week three and you only have a, you know, a week to spend on that material, but you're missing so many key important foundational concepts you don't understand week three material at all. And so you have to go back and learn some of that material anyways. The next advantage of mastery-based learning, if you watch my video on fixed intelligence versus a growth mindset, you'll remember I spoke a lot that people actually do have different intelligence levels. People are able to process information at different speeds, which means some learners are going to need more time to understand something. And some learners may progress faster through certain things. With mastery-based learning, you can allow both of those students to progress at whatever pace they're able to do so. That means slower learners have the time they need to fully understand a concept, while faster learners can advance through the material quickly without being held back. And with mastery-based learning, we're able to track this progress of each of the learners much more efficiently because learning objectives and criteria for mastery are clearly defined. Each student understands how this skill will be applied the way that they will demonstrate mastery. They know what they're aiming towards. And because we're tracking this progress, we know where students' knowledge gaps are. And now we can provide tailored support to that student, providing extra time, extra chances for understanding, and extra resources so that they can fill that knowledge gap. 
This creates a more equitable access for education. So now we know what mastery-based learning is, we know why it's effective. How are we actually going to apply it, especially in an online course? Well, I'm going to outline some steps for you. These are similar ones that we take at Plato University in the courses that we create. The very first thing when you're creating an online course with mastery-based learning is to set a clear objective. After taking the course, what will your students be able to do? How will they apply this skill? How will they demonstrate they have mastery of the material? In our How to Start a Podcast course, the objective is for them to start and launch a podcast. And they'll demonstrate mastery of this by doing all the steps needed to launch the podcast. That'll be scheduling interviews, recording episodes, editing those episodes, getting it up on a podcast media host, and eventually publishing. If they do all those steps, they'll demonstrate that they can actually start a podcast, that they can launch a podcast. So that is our objective. Your next step is to create a mastery path. What steps do your students need to take in order to reach that outcome? So in my example of our how to start a podcast course, I just outlined a few steps they'll need to do, including scheduling interviews, recording, editing, publishing, and so on. Each one of these steps become learning modules, and you want to break them down into their most fundamental components. The students are mastering just one thing at a time. So on a how to start a podcast course, instead of putting together recording and editing into one learning module, I broke those out. There's separate skills and functions that you need to do in each of those stages. So a student needs to first master how to record an episode, and then they can move on to mastering how to edit that episode. You'll do the same thing for whatever you're teaching. Break it down into its fundamental steps that are needed in order to reach the learning outcome that you have for your students. Now that you have an objective, and you have steps for that objective, you need to create ways to assess mastery along the way. We don't just want to assess mastery at the very end, because what if your students are not understanding step one or step two? So we need to create ways to assess that they understand the material at step one, step two, and so on. So I'm gonna talk about three locations that you're going to want to put assessment for mastery. Our first location is at the very beginning with a pre-assessment. This is going to assess how much mastery of a skill or topic that your student already possesses. Your students are not blank slates when they come to your course. They already have pre-existing knowledge in their mind, and we want to know how much. Because if they possess 75% of a skill, well then maybe they only need to take 25% of your course. And this allows them to progress at their pace, getting the exact information that they need. Our next location for mastery assessments are at each of the steps towards that learning outcome. These are going to be your progress assessments. Now, these could be formal assessments like a test. However, it would be more effective where they work on projects that apply the information that they just learned, demonstrating that they have enough mastery to use that portion of a skill. The way that we do this at Plato University is with every one of our lessons, we have a small activity. And these small activities are used along the way to culminate into a final project, which demonstrates mastery of all of the material at the end of the course. So in our how to start a podcast example, in the lesson on recording, we would have them record a sample episode, just a, you know, a short five minute recording. And this will demonstrate that they have mastery of using the recording software, setting up a mic, being able to speak into it, lots of tiny skills that make up that subskill of recording. Once they've mastered that, we can see that they're able to record an episode. Then we move on to the next thing, which may be editing. So we'll have them drop that episode into the editing software and then be able to do a few simple edits. So with every one of our learning modules, we have a short activity that demonstrates mastery of that learning module. 
Now, our third location for mastery assessment is at the end of the final assessment or final capstone project. Now, this is a final demonstration of mastery of the entire skill. Again, I recommend this being an actual project where they're demonstrating mastery in a real world application. In our courses, all of our activities add up to that final project. So we're not getting to the end of the course and saying, okay, now you need to launch a podcast and they haven't been working on launching a podcast the entire course. That would be very overwhelming. That makes a huge final project. That's not the way we like to do it. Instead, you want to break up that final project into those small activities for your lessons along the way. So we know our final outcome is they're going to launch a podcast. So with each one of our learning modules, we want to get them one step closer to actually launching that podcast. So as they learn how to set up interviews, we're actually having them set up interviews for the podcast that they'll launch in the future. As they're recording episodes, we want them to actually record one of those episodes with an interview that they did. As they get to the editing module, we want them to edit one of the episodes that they did, one of the interviews. So that by the time we get to the end, when we're saying, okay, now you're going to publish your podcast, you're going to launch it, they've already done a ton of work for that. And so the actual step for them to demonstrate mastery of the entire skill set is not much more than they've already been doing. However, we've seen their progress along the way. We can understand that they've actually mastered each one of those steps and it culminates in this final project of launching the podcast. So again, those three locations are at the very beginning with a pre-assessment. The second is along the way and those each individual steps. Those are your progress assessments. And then the last place is at the very end with the final assessment, final capstone project. Now, an important point to make with these assessments is they're not graded. It's more of a question of can you apply the skill or not? Because that's what we care about. And if you're not able to apply the skill, well, then this becomes an opportunity for feedback and then adjusting your learning so that you are able to apply that skill and you have as many chances as you need in order to apply that skill. You can keep relearning and reiterating until you're able to apply that skill and then move on. And because we have this focus, the last thing that you're going to want to include as you create an online course with mastery-based learning in mind is providing support and resources along the way that are personalized to each one of your learners. As your students go through this process and they're trying to master something, each one of them are going to have different roadblocks to their understanding, the reason that they're not able to master the skill. This is going to be best uncovered by keeping progress of each student and then doing coaching with that student, helping them to understand why they're not able to master the skill. Why are they getting stuck at this one portion? And you as the teacher start to uncover that. And when you do, then you provide extra resources or other learning material for them to overcome that hurdle, to get past that roadblock. But each student's going to have a different one. So that means you need to work with that student, understand what the roadblock is, and provide a resource specific to them. Now, as you do this course more and you teach more students the skill or topic that you're teaching, you're going to find places where students come across similar roadblocks, in which case you can start reusing materials, creating extra lessons or videos on that one portion. But these elements are how you create an individualized, personalized experience for each student. You're allowing them to learn at their own pace, supporting them with resources for their specific roadblocks and allowing them to apply the skill in a way that's relevant for them for real world outcomes that they care about. So that's mastery based learning. It's what we use at Plato University. And if you would like help implementing mastery based learning in an online course that you're creating or a learning program, I would love to chat with you. I offer free strategy calls. There's no hard sells on those calls. That's really trying to understand what is it that you're teaching, how we can best set up a course. 
And if you would like further help with that, then we can talk about working together. If not, then I just want to help you be able to get your course out there and teaching others. Either way, I just want to help you turn your wisdom into actionable education. So let's build something great together.